Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEATINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code me tanks hi guys welcome back to the show how was everyone's weekend good i hope i hope you've all ordered a bottle of my hot sauce dressing if you haven't what are you even waiting for maybe it'll be sold out by the time this airs probably not there's a lot of bottles but here's hoping uh last week on my instagram i finally admitted to you guys that i have a raging lifelong fear of death most people don't uh you know most people don't like the idea of it but i'm talking about like a deep fear which will result in crippling anxiety attacks and i put it up and i was like this is too vulnerable this is too much but so many of you responded saying that you suffer from the same thing and that it comes to you once in a while and it felt freeing it felt really freeing to to tell everyone because it's like i'm i'm not superstitious but i'm like i don't even like to say it out loud i don't even like to talk about it but as with most things in life if you talk about it and you find other people who are going through the same thing you feel better that's just how life is and it was kind of this beautiful moment where i was getting all these dms being like yeah dude i i have the same thing uh and and it fits in really nicely with this episode that I'm about to do 
because, uh, well, all will become clear. So probably three months ago, there was an article that was circulating around TikTok. By the way, isn't it funny now that when we, there's an article, it's not like, oh, that it was circulating and we, everyone read it. It was like an article that was on TikTok. So, um, TikTok got hold of it and it was like about men and loneliness, like how there's this crisis of young men being lonely. And the way that TikTok interpret or kind of got hold of it and took it were like, oh, fuck men, like they should be lonely. Like this is, yes, this is obvious. And I mean, I, I really wonder with anything that get, makes its way to TikTok, like how many people actually read the article and just didn't look at the headline and like make videos for clout and views. So then um, also last week, I started getting all these DMs like, have you listened to this episode of Scott Galloway on uh, Dak Shepard's podcast? Uh, what's it called? Arm, armchair Confessionals. I think it's Armchair Experts. I'm sorry. Armchair Experts. Um, I'm new to that podcast, but I, I, I really enjoyed the couple that I listened to, specifically this one, so much so that I'm doing a whole um, response video or response podcast to it. Um, so... Scott Galloway is a, a professor, really interesting guy, and essentially, if I can sum up the uh, the episode, is all about why there's this crisis with young men, and I will be the first to admit that I am part of, I'm a contributor to the, I don't want to say anti men, but like, look. I I think I'm pretty mild when it comes to the whole like men suck narrative. I, I I try to say often on my show, I don't hate men. You know, I'm not I don't think that that's productive. I don't like that narrative. I think it's actually damaging. Um, You guys know me as a pretty optimistic person. I'm pretty compassionate. And I I just never think that like hating on anyone is the way forward. You also know me as someone who's very, very invested in the rights of women and very, very uh, protective over women and very hurt over women really being second class citizens from the dawn of time. Um, so these two things, th- th- you know, they're they're both true. Like I have compassion towards, you know, all people, but at the same time, like I am angry at the patriarchy. We do live in a patriarchal society. We do live in a country that is constantly attacking women's rights. Um, you know, white women make, I think it's 87 cents on the dollar of every man. Black women make 67 uh, cents on the dollar of every man in this country. Like I could go on, but sadly, I'm sure that everyone listening is all too aware of the of the massive discrepancies in every vertical in this country. So what 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 was this podcast about? Why did I feel moved to talk about it? I'm going to tell you. So essentially it starts and um, this was just like a, an aside, um, not really anything to do with the men thing, but um, he, Scott Galloway made this point about like low acceptance rates in colleges and like, well, it does kind of have to do with it, but he was saying how now we're like, oh my God, this school has a 2% acceptance rate and this school has like a 5% acceptance rate and how we think that like 
we're being so cool by saying that, but he says that that's a disaster and like education in this country has become a disaster because what you really want is like the lower socioeconomic band to be going to college. And we're making that more and more difficult and more and more unappealing. And like at the same time, we're being like, oh my God, Yale only accepted like 1%. And it's like, all we're doing is like skimming the top and skimming the top and taking these kids who are like already so privileged and just like funneling them into the same kind of, uh, the same, you know, colleges and it's, it's not changing anything. Like it used to be that you could go to college and change the course of your life. Like you could, that used to be what the United States was about is like, you could literally change the course of your life if you work hard. And like that, I don't think that that's true anymore. Um, I don't even think that that's like my belief. Like, I think that's a fact. Like most millennials will never own property like most gen z will never own property and one thing that scott galloway talks about in the in the episode is like all of the money that is in this country is like in old people and we keep transferring money from young people to old people by way of social security and that's why the economy is so fucked up and that's why there's this crisis that i'm gonna get to So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool so you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and Book of the Month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer. So important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. 
If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry, and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year and they're all using Zola and I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I've bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at zola.com that's z-o-l-a.com love starts with you show off your personal style every day with new pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see from big feelings to small messages and everything in between beautiful hand-finished jewelry from pandora radiates with your love from every angle Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. So they start discussing like, um, so I didn't know this, but Dax went to school for anthropology or sociology or both of them or something. And they start saying like, um, we are the most social primates, yet we have created a modern life where people are becoming more and more alone, right? We've made it so that like, you don't need to see anyone. You don't need to, um, you don't need to talk to your neighbors. Like they mention a fact in there that's like, uh, people like the people who know their neighbors, like the number is at an all time low. Um, you know, we have our phones. We, we don't really even have to go out to eat anymore. We can call the food to ourselves. We can do everything online. Like, marriage rates are dropping and I'm not and I'm not um by the way I'm not commenting I'm just regurgitating what I heard and then I'm going to comment at the end about what I think about all this so just want to make that super clear so you know marriage rates are dropping and and um church attendance record record low uh number of, of boys and girls joining the boys and girls scouts are at a number of, uh record low um and we used to be community based. We we used to be a community based society where, you know, people would have groups and they would go to church and you would know your neighbors. I mean, that saying like it takes a village like to raise a child or whatever. That's because since the dawn of time, we've been very community based and whether people find it through religion or neighborhood or, you know, activities like that was how we as a society kind of got along. And that's all changing. And so it's no wonder why there is this enormous spike in loneliness specifically 
um, among men. Then Scott says, like, marriage rates are plummeting because women have higher standards and women don't need men in the same way that they used to. Right. So uh, I think in the UK, it was like there's a record number of women over 30 who are still single. Um, That study came out last year. And, you know, anecdotally, we talk about that a lot on my show about how, okay, you shouldn't settle. Whereas in generations past, it was kind of just the vibe to say, well, you know, you're getting older. You might as well like Bill is good enough. You should just go for it or whatever. Now it's like, well, fuck that. We are overtaking men in uh, not only do we have more disposable income than we did before, but we're also outperforming men in in uh in schools. Um, And they had all of these insanely crazy facts. Like if they were completely, if, if, if universities were need, uh, were completely blind, like if they just literally didn't know who was writing any of the applications or like looking at the test scores, they said that it would be 70% women. 70%. Isn't that insane? Um, And then they were talking about how, um, men and women's brains absolutely you know I say it all the time on this show but I just want to reiterate that a professional person said men and women's brains literally develop at different rates like that's not just anecdotal like dating bullshit 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 that's real they actually develop differently so women are all of a sudden these independent creatures who have higher and higher standards and then he said something fascinating that we talk that we don't I've never spoken about but it pertains to so much of what we discuss women date up and men date down so by that he meant a college educated woman will probably not date a non-college educated man and this is why there's starting to be this massive disparity when it comes to dating Galloway said also that when we talk about issues that affect women we talk about them as a societal issue like oh my god this is something that affects all women so for example um let me think of a good example he didn't really give an example but I was going to say fertility but I don't know if that will work in this in this instance but anyway his point was when we talk about issues that affect women we talk about them as as gender wide but then when we talk about issues that affect men we're like we talk about them as individuals like oh well they just need to like man up and figure it out it's not like a a man wide problem which i thought was interesting because i i guess i do see his point there but i also think i don't know it's interesting because i talk a lot about scarcity mindset and about how women are competitive with each, with each other but on the podcast galloway was making a case for the fact that men have far less community than women do. And I do see that point and I understand what he's saying. Like, I think that both of us can be right. Um, Women, you know, we're in, like we have girlfriends, we have, oh my God, you guys, this is the craziest fact. One in seven men in America doesn't have a single friend. Isn't that insane? So he was saying, you know, women, we at least have more camaraderie. And when we do get together in groups, it's not that everyone has a big group of friend or whatever, but it's like when women do get together, they're more, um, they're more naturally, um, they're, they're more naturally 
inclined to share and to, you know, talk to each other. And, and that made me think about like, my show and my community and like how we're all literally always helping each other like that's all we do is like you guys dm me and i put it to the team and we work it out together and you call into my show and it's like i'm not saying that men don't have any of that but it's just like we're this is more natural for us and we have the verbiage and the tools to explain our feelings and our emotions right we're like oh like you know we have our girls night and we have our our groups and like we go get our nails done together and all those things and when boys get together like, for example, they were talking about how if if a, a group of young boys, they, they use this like quite tough example where they were saying if there's a group of eight little boys, like young kids, and three of them are witnessing abuse at home, no one will say like, hey, you guys, I'm really upset. Like I saw my dad hit my mom last night. Whereas with young girls, they're more inclined to talk about it. This was an example they gave. It's not mine. Um. And that just got me thinking, it's like how differently boys and girls are raised and how, you know, it's true. I think, I think ultimately we have to acknowledge that, you know, we're always telling boys be tough, you know, boys don't cry, um, you know, stuff like that, where it's just these little phrases, these little tiny, like gender discrepancies that build up to to make men not have the vocabulary or the wherewithal to be able to share their feelings to their friends and it's just it's insane I remember a while back I can't remember what I was talking about but on Instagram one of you guys wrote to me and said women have friends and men have hobbies and I thought wow that kind of relates to this doesn't it it's just it, we're raised very differently differently in this country of course some of this is changing but when Galloway and 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 um Dax were talking about this I was like Jesus like this is so this is so true so essentially Galloway is saying that there's this crisis of loneliness and one major thing that is also adding to this is technology and I won't go into all the full stats that they give but they he makes an incredible case for why dating apps are completely fucking everything up which I don't want to say that I said that last year but I did um and how there's just a mismatch with the how men and women are viewing them and how you know even how we view them like we think that technology is making us more connected we're like oh my god I'm so happy that I can like see what my friend in Venezuela is doing like on Instagram or whatever but it's actually a false sense of closeness and it's a false sense of community which like freaked me out because I was like, I feel like my community is very real and I feel very close to my followers and I feel that they feel close to me. So I don't know what you guys think about that. If you have any thoughts, please write to me because I feel like it is real. But then I was like, damn, maybe it's not. Although I think everybody uses social media differently. And I really, I believe what Galloway is referring to is when people don't like, you know, they use social media as a replacement for friendship and connection in real life and that's where you get into the really dangerous area it's giving us a false sense of socialization and this made me think about how you know when I was doing that episode on the talking phase and about how especially a lot of my younger followers have so much social anxiety going to meet up with people and they instead get caught up just talking to someone on Instagram for three months and they never even meet them in real life and it's like well we're getting to a really scary place now because at the end of the day it comes back to their original point 
We are social creatures. We are community based. We like to meet people. We like to laugh with people. We like to, you know, sit next to someone and say, hey, did your kid do this when they were two? And the other person says, yeah, yeah, just do this and do that. That's how we are. And I'm not saying that social media is bad. I think that's such a like moot point and so just reductive. And I want to tread really carefully when I say this kind of afraid of like these lonely men that we're talking about. And in this podcast, they basically confirm that because who are these lonely men? And then he said something so bone chilling. He was like, when you hear that there's been a school shooter, you don't think like, oh, who is it? Like, it's not a soccer mom. It's a single young man in 99% of cases. And it's like, all these, this is what incels are. This is, this is what's happening. It's these guys who have very little skills. You know, they didn't go to college and, and, you know, they have no prospects of owning a home. You know, Scott Galloway said like, look, I, I bought my first home when I was 29 and I'm, he, I think he's in his sixties now. And he was like, I wasn't a millionaire. Like that was just a, a thing that was possible. And now everything is skewed. So it's like, you have these men who buy traditional, senses are not like what they consider they don't consider themselves to be masculine women aren't going for them because women are you know becoming more independent and have more options and so it's like this huge imbalance they said uh they said what what women want is a guy who's invaluable in a shipwreck and acceptable in a dance and that's just not the modern young men anymore. And I was like, damn, that's that's like the nail on the head. Like nine times out of 10 when you guys like write to me or call me, it's like you want a guy who's, you know, a solid guy, like a good person, hardworking, like well-rounded. And it's like when you when you say, oh, I feel like there isn't any guys out there, like maybe you're right. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe there, maybe th- this is an imbalance. There, um emotionally and economically unviable is what he called them. This is crazy. He said one in three men under 30 hasn't had sex in a year. And it's like that, you know, I know everyone should like have sex when they want or whatever, but do you guys understand how insane that statistic is? One in three men under 30. That's insane. Like, that's insane. Um, and it's because they're at home. They're like on their phones or they're playing World of Warcraft or whatever that game is or, you know, Call of Duty. And then they go online and then they go, you know, to Tinder and they, they're swiping and they don't get, you know, the, the men are all going for the same 4% of women and getting rejected by those women. And so then they feel like, okay, I'm a reject. And then that's when they get radicalized and they go online. They start listening to Andrew Tate, who's telling them, oh, you know, you, you're, it's, it's not your fault. That's when they, that's why he's resonating. It's scary, but it's true. And it's like, everything is clicking in my mind now. Like it really freaking me out. Um, this was interesting. He said, there's three main things that women look for in a mate. And then think about this in the context of dating apps, right? So number one is resources. So that basically means like from a primal standpoint, women think, okay, I'm going to have these kids, you know, can this man provide? Can he protect? Whatever. And so ultimately, yes, that does mean like money. Um, 
Number two is intelligence. And the fastest way to communicate intelligence is humor. I didn't know that. I learned that on this podcast. I thought that was very interesting. And number three is kindness. And essentially, Galloway was making the case for like, well, so much of that is lost over dating apps. Like you can't you can't really see that. It's very hard to to tell. And he said this, which I always say in terms of like summer of getting outside. You don't smell like you can't tell if you like someone until you smell them. You need to smell their pheromones. Do they do you like their laugh? Do you like how they you know, there's all of these in-person things that have every much as bit to do with compatibility is like their fucking picture of them at SantaCon. So I thought that was really interesting. So uh, then Dax was like, well, this is really difficult because uh, he was like, I feel sympathetic towards these young men in this crisis. And then they kind of went back and forth and saying, well, do these men deserve sympathy? And And Dax, I thought he really said it well. He was like, you know, acknowledging that the patriarchy is terrible and that it's bad and that, you know, specifically white men have benefited so much from this. But at the same time, you can be sympathetic to their loneliness. And I don't know if I necessarily have sympathy for them. I mean, of course, I don't want anybody to be lonely. It's, But to me, it's more that this podcast kind of slightly changed my view on it, where it's like before I was kind of okay to just like make a make a bad man joke here and there, you know, fuck men, all that stuff. You know, I've said that stuff in the past. I really try to stay positive and I hope you guys don't think that I added too much to that narrative, but I'll check myself. But to me, it made me feel like this is our problem. And I don't mean it in terms of our problem to fix, but I mean, it is everybody's problem that we have this massive crisis on our hands that is fueled by uh that is fueled by social media and technology and dating apps and it's like looking towards the future it's it's a human problem right it it is so you know me i made a little oh one more thing so then they kind of go on and they're shooting the shit and they're saying like you know they both kind of talk about wanting to live a long time so that they can um you know hang around with their kids and what have you and they were talking about the things that help slow down time Dax was like it's all going too fast you know I worked so hard to get to where I am and now I just want to slow down time and and Galloway was like yeah it's so funny life is kind of about like getting what you need and then all of a sudden being like okay well now it's like the first half of your life is like rushing to where to getting what you want or the job or whatever and then you stop and you pivot and you're like well now I just want it to slow down and I thought it was funny that I listened to it this week when I was having like one of my you know existential death fearing crises crises uh but um they did offer some tips so uh I I wrote a list of five kind of takeaways or actionable things that I think we should all think about in this context. And I urge you to go listen to the full thing. It's not too long. I really do. But I, I did try to skim all the all the juicy bits off for you. But, I, you know, I would love to talk more about this. So go listen. Um, so here are my five actionable takeaways from the episode. Number one is human relationships. They discuss how when they talk to, you know, that ongoing study, I think it's at Harvard and they're like, talk to old people and they say, what's the, you know, they measure the happiness at the end of the person's life. And it's like that all of the most happy people have strong 
friendships. And also what is one of the biggest regrets of the dying is wish I'd kept in touch with my friends, which, you know, wish that I had. um, They also say something about like wish I'd lived the life that I that I wanted and not the life of my parents or the society or whatever. So it's like human relationships. So post me doing the episode of uh, friendships ebbing and flowing, I was kind of like bummed out a little bit. I don't know why it kind of have the adverse effect on me. Something about talking about it to you guys made me reflect on the lack of like the changing friendships in my life and like how I'm less close to some of my college friends and it kind of like bummed me out secretly which is funny I was like it's completely fine and then I went off and I was like I really miss my some of my friends but this hearing this from them made me feel more resolute like okay I really care about this and I'm not crazy like I've always looked at people and said you know once you kind of have a family and a life of your own you can either go inwards or you can go keep going outwards and keep having those friendships and keep evolving and keep building community and whatever so it made me even more uh, laser focused on my friendships. And that's going to be just a big focus for me this year. Number two, Scott Galloway said that one way you can slow down time is to change things up. So change things up. He said he moved his family to London because, you know, that that slows down time. Trying a new hobby, meeting new people, all of that shit is something that really helps slow down time. Travel of any sort really, really helps slow down time because it just goes so fast. And they both really talked about how, you know, when you get into your 30s and your 40s and your 50s, like it really starts going fast, which scared the shit out of me and made me very anxious. But, you know, I feel like the only thing you can do to combat that is like have a plan. So it's I'm going to be trying some new things. And he was like, if you can live in two cities. And I was like, that's perfect because I want to be bi-coastal anyway. Number three, they didn't talk about this. This is just something that I thought. Um, So when I was hearing all about this crisis that we're having with men, um, I thought, you know what? How can I, how can me and my community, like how can we affect change? And then I thought, well, damn, we are predominantly women and we will be having kids. And a lot of you guys are great moms out there already. I know that. And I was like, we are raising the next generation of men. We are raising sons. How we can be the difference, right? And it's like, then I was kind of like, fuck, it always comes down to women to fix all the fucking problems in the world, of course. But you know what? It's, you know, there's no point in like being butthurt about that. To me, it's like, how can you do good in the world? And one of the ways that I think we can do this is to raise emotionally aware, compassionate, thoughtful, boys who are proud to talk about their feelings and be kind and uh, generous and thoughtful and, you know, just essentially the opposite of what all the creepy, you know, guys out there now are doing. Um, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said creepy. You, you know what I meant. <clears throat> Number four, community. So for me, what that means is like fostering this community um, as best I can. And I'm so proud of what we've built. And I'm so proud of my relationship with you guys. And even though they said that, you know, social media, it's not the same. I do feel that that the way that you guys engage with me and our community, I do feel it's different because I feel it's very active, right? You're not just like passively sitting in your, you know, you're, you, people in this community are not like sitting in their basements, like not going outside for five days, like scrolling on Instagram to no end. Like you're all active, engaged members of 
of your own lives and you're smart and you have jobs and friends and this is just one facet of that. So I'm proud of what we have and I'm going to continue to build it. And if you guys have any suggestions of how I can do that better, I am all ears. I am so, so open. And I just thank you for your continued support and and just willingness to go there with me. And number five, you know, hearing about this, all this depressing stuff, like the statistics were really, really, really scary and, and you know, a little bit um, overwhelming at points. But it's like, how can we as individuals help? It always starts with like the small things, right? And they, they add up. And I think it's about having compassion for other human beings really having compassion and kindness and it sounds woo woo and it sounds cheesy but like I think about like Mr. Rogers like his whole thing was just being kind to your neighbor being you know just compassionate to one another looking at someone with an open heart and an open mind and I know that's hard right you know I think about that all the time sometimes I'm like I want to be nice and try to be kind and, you know, compassionate and and yada, yada. But then I'm like, well, damn, then I get a DM that's like, fuck you, Tinks. I fucking hate you. Like, not going to quit, not going to stop till you quit the Internet. And I'm like, well, that's not nice. That makes me feel like, you know, I don't want to really be kind. I'm not in the mood. But it's like, fuck that. Fuck the negativity. I do believe that love will always win. I do believe that good always outshines evil and the more we can do it in our own lives like when you listen to a podcast like the one that I'm referring to it can feel overwhelming it can feel like we're fucked right I believe on in grassroots movements like I believe in community I believe in compassion I believe in like starting with your own life and it having a knock-on effect I just think that that's the truth and if there's anyone out there who can come together collectively to create and affect change it's you guys it's the people who listen to this podcast it's this community uh i have no doubt thank you for listening uh i am gonna see you on wednesday for a live show until then i love you guys so much bye The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go, and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming. And ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TINKS on Roback.com for a 
a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.